preliminary draft of new authentication guidance puts greater responsibility on financial institutions. And the ACH wire fraud case between Experi Metal Incorporated and Comerica Bank marks the first major corporate account takeover incident to actually hit a courtroom. Hi, I'm Tracy Kitten with Information Security Media Group, here with the editor's choice for the month of February. A preliminary draft of new online authentication guidance from the Federal Financial Institutions Examination Council puts greater responsibility on the shoulders of financial institutions when it comes to enhancing security and preventing fraud. The FFIEC has yet to officially release its long-awaited update to 2005's authentication guidance, but a December draft of the guidance, entitled Interagency Supplement to Authentication in an Internet Banking Environment, calls for five key areas of improvement. Those areas include better risk assessments to help institutions understand and respond to emerging threats, including man-in-the-middle or man-in-the-browser attacks, as well as keyloggers. Widespread use of multi-factor authentication, especially for so-called high-risk transactions. Layered security controls to detect and effectively respond to suspicious or anomalous activity. More effective authentication techniques, including improved device identification and protection, as well as stronger challenge questions. And heightened consumer education initiatives, especially for commercial accounts. The proposed updates remain closely aligned with recommendations made in the existing 2005 guidance. Michigan-based Experi Metal Incorporated and Comerica Bank have headed to court and now await a verdict in the first major corporate account takeover incident to actually go to trial. The two parties appeared before the U.S. District Court of Michigan to debate how much responsibility EMI should assume for the takeover of its bank account with Comerica. What was not debated, however, is how banks should define reasonable security, a definition left open to interpretation by the Uniform Commercial Code. The EMI case revolved around three central themes, according to EMI's attorney. Those themes include Comerica's approval of a wire transfer that was allegedly authorized by EMI's controller, even though the controller was not authorized by EMI to approve or initiate wire transfers. Comerica's acceptance of a wire transfer that was not initiated in accordance with industry standards, and Comerica's lack of adequate fraud detection and monitoring tools. That's this month's Editor's Choice. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tracy Kitten. Have a great month.